Did you call Bank? I call Game. <laughs> Welcome back to Calling Bank. This week we've got our games of the week, the Tankathon. Of course, who we think is going to be the uh, the, the players, the sixth man of the year, coach of the year, and of course, our favorite new segment that we've only just tried, which is, do you know which team they play for? Will, let's start off with the game of the week. What's your big game of the week? Because can I just put it out there? This this past fortnight, we had Celi- Celtics versus Philly. Jimmy Butler hits a jump shot after playing nothing the whole day. We have Atlanta beating the Jazz. OKC and Raptors going to overtime. Grizz beating the Rockets when Harden drops 57. Then Harden drops 61. Clippers are still really good. Lakers still suck, even though they beat the Kings and don't know how to lose. Yep. Warriors get scorched by Luka Doncic. And Charlotte literally kills... <laughs> Kills Toronto with Jeremy Lamb's shot, which if you haven't seen it, probably one of the best players I've ever seen in my entire life. You could just see the Toronto fans' hearts break <laughs> yeah. as that shot goes uh, in. They're like, oh, he's taking a shit shot with one, and then yeah. he just goes in. And like, I wow. saw that shot. As soon as it left his hand, I'm like, holy shit, he's, he's going to call game. Like, that's, that's banked in. That's done. Called bank. It was, it was crazy. Uh, so, Jeremy Lamb, thanks for the shout-out. Always appreciate it from one of the superstars in the game. Arguably the second-best player on the Charlotte Hornets. Definitely the second-best player on the Charlotte Hornets. Frank Kaminsky? No, Frank the Tank, I'm sorry. I like you. <laughs> but you were good in Wisconsin. I'm not sure about the NBA. Yeah. Um, just really quickly on NCAA. Yep. Can we just say how Duke nearly lost? Yeah. Which is insane. 77-76, and they should have lost the game. There was the other team they were playing against. I don't even know who they were. Zion pretty much made them win the game but they That's should have lost which they is crazy have, they have the best player in college and they'll keep on going they'll keep going of course they will sorry Will I'm That's taking right. away what's your game of the week no my game of the week Harry I'm, and I'm taking this back a, a few steps but we're going to go San Antonio Spurs versus the Miami Heat in okay. San Antonio and, and why did I choose this game Dwayne Wade Mm-hmm. I had to talk about him and I wanted to give him a shout out because I, I feel as though we talked about him a little bit being not the last enough. year but yeah. not enough and I thought both teams we haven't really talked about this year and I think this is pretty good time to talk it about it is a good both. time it is a good time especially because Spurs were hosting one of the best well the best uh, undefeated win streak in the NBA at the time of this at game at the time of the game um, I think as well like if we go back to Dwayne Wade I think the history between him and the Spurs is also amazing obviously yeah, he was part of that Heat team that played the Spurs in two straight NBA finals one went to the Heat after that game six, you know, yeah. Ray Allen three and the other one, the Spurs kind of... That, that Ray Allen three is like the run our test three for the Lakers in 2010. It's just like, it's just something, I mean, different because Ray Allen can shoot. Yes. But it's just like, that is the moment that you People see remember. the other team crumble. Yes. Yes. And they didn't get that rebound and they lost. Um, it was quite cool against the Spurs pre-game coach Popovich and the big three of Duncan, Parker and Ginobili actually signed a jersey. Um, and gave it to Wade, and they had like a one and a half minute video. Like there was a standing ovation at the end. Like it was actually quite cool Wait, before to have this that. game. No, 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 no. That was that was before the game, but after the game they gave him a standing ovation. Right. But okay. Before the game they presented him with a signed jersey between by the big three of the yeah, Spurs at the time. That's very cool. Which is cool. Um, Did they fly it to Manu? And I don't even know where he is anymore. Uh, in Argentina, probably. I guess, he must I guess be. so. I guess so. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony Parker is playing on the bench in Charlotte, which probably is probably not even playing. Yeah, he's hardly playing. Yeah. Well, he should be in the NBA. I miss Tony, but that's fine. I miss old Tony. Well, look, this was actually one of the best games I think Miami had played all year. Can I just say quickly, why doesn't Tony get a farewell tour? He should have stayed with the Spurs. He's got a two-year deal. Uh, It's dumb. Okay, anyway, sorry. Uh, No, that's all right. Um, 
Miami, that was one of the best games they had played this year. They virtually led the entire game. They built up an 18-point third-quarter lead. Again, they're away from home. They're not a great away from home team. Whereas Spurs, they're like, what, 30 and 8? The Spurs coming into this game had won 11 straight home games. Yeah. They're always Um, good at home. And they were on a nine-game winning streak, as we were talking about. So Miami to be winning the entire game was incredible. They made 16 three-pointers, 11 in the first half alone. Um, The Spurs actually rallied from a 12-point deficit entering the fourth quarter. They pulled within three in the last minute. DeRozan had a steal with 13 seconds left. They were down by only two, and then Wade still stole it back. Really? Then so I didn't Olenic, watch this game. Olenic so. iced the game with two free throws. 110-105. Miami ended up winning. Great game to watch. Very good indictment on Miami because they're always a gritty and tough team. But mm. coming into playoffs, Spolster always gets them going. Yeah, he does. So, I think that's good because also San Antonio is, uh, is a tough team. San Antonio are a very good team. They're not the team that you expected at the end of the season to be like, that's a team that could actually make a... Well, they're not going to make a run in the playoffs, but they're going to end pretty well. well. Let's talk about that at the end. But what I'll finish on with Miami, because yeah. I, I'm not actually... Fo- I'm going to focus on Spurs more than Miami. But Miami, if we look at performances on the day, Dragic off the bench, yeah. 22 points, 8 of 13 from the field. Um, Waiters, who started, got 18 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Josh Richardson ended up with 15 points. Um, they've been actually recently playing also with a bench of James Johnson, Goran Dragic, Dwayne Wade, Hassan Whiteside. Which that is used a bench. to be their starting four. Exactly. So it's pretty good. Um, and off the bench, they combined for 58 points in this game. See, that's, that's the winner. Because you look at the Spurs bench, and Ben Linelli has not been playing that well this year. Obviously, Paddy Mills is incredible, and we love him. Everything yep. that he does is gold. But like, their bench isn't that deep. So we'll talk about the Spurs bench as well, because actually in this game, they actually did quite well. But again, the bench yeah. is and depth is Spurs' issue this year. What about David Bertans? Well, David Bertans is another <laughs> one. Um, Miami, in this game, third straight win, and basically continue to sort of solidify that eighth spot in the East. Mm. They're likely to get eighth. Will they get knocked out by the Bucks? Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> It won't even playoffs. be a five-game series. No, it'll be four. But they, they're in the playoffs, and I guess that's kind of what they're, they're wanting to do. Let's focus on the Spurs. Mm. I know they're lost in this game, and I know this is something that we were saying. Good team, but really no one's been talking about them all of this year. Yeah, because they haven't been a factor. And when you think the fact that the trade for DeMar DeRozan was such a big part of it, DeMar DeRozan was still talked about in Toronto. Yep. Granted, they were first in the East, and the, like you know, the Spurs are playing mm. for you know, a playoff spot down the bottom. Yep. Like You'd still think with LaMarcus Aldridge, who's an all-star, and DeMar DeRozan, who should be an all-star, but you'd, it's be, the West, so you'd be speaking not. more about the Spurs. Yep, no, you'd th- say so. And I mean, this game was kind of an indictment of how this year's been. They have their big two, Aldridge, 17 points, 8 rebounds. DeRozan, 16 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. 15 rebounds for DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan I'm sorry, rebounds. did he grow like 10 inches? Like, what is what going happened. on there? Um, but their bench was actually quite big in this game. So Gay, I would say Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, Bellinelli, Bertans. Combined Rudy for, Gay is great off the bench, by the way. He, he I great. love him in that position. He, that's where he should be. Combined for 59 points in this game. Yeah, that's more, so one, more that's than, one more than, than the, the Miami. Miami. Yeah, exactly. So they did very well. The biggest thing with the Spurs and why we need to talk about them, and I think they are still a playoff threat. I think anyone that they, they match up with in that top four, including the Blazers, who they yeah. recently beat on this streak, it will be a challenge to beat I, them. I think it depends on if they have players that can shut down LaMarcus and DeRozan. Because DeRozan, we know, freezes in the playoffs. And LaMarcus, so that you essentially have LaMarcus. Their bench isn't going to be playing as many minutes. The starters are going to be playing 38, 39 minutes. I hate to say, you go up against a Denver or a Golden State who's starting five a lot they, better. They should still lose. Yeah. I'm saying this is still a first-round team for me, but I wouldn't want to play them. And I'm going to tell you why. Tell me why. Defense. That's true. They do make their money from defense. Defensively, the Spurs are the second-best defensive team 
in the NBA since February 25, where they've allowed only 103 points per game per 100 possessions, um, compared to where they were previously, where they were about 21st in the league. So they were worse than league average before. Now they are second best. And that is what has driven that kind of winning streak that they're talking about. Who is good defensive in that team? Two players, and two players that no one's speaking about, and I didn't even know where he played until last week. Derek, <laughs> Derek White. <laughs> Derek White, first-year starter. He wouldn't even be starting because he had that injury to um, Deontay Murray. Yeah, who, as well, is Great like an all-NBA defender. So, you essentially, you got the same player in White, but, exactly. yeah, completely underrated. Exactly. I didn't know he could defend. I didn't Derek. even know he played. <laughs> <laughs> Derek White. Their defense is four points better per 100 possession with him on the floor, and he's number one in the NBA among guards in contested shots per game. Wow. And we don't even talk yeah, about it. It's underrated, but that's underrated. the Spurs. That no, is, one, no one knows. That is a Spurs thing. They're, they're humble. That's why Kawhi left as well. They're humble. Yeah. Yeah. Pop's great. Their team is gritty and they play defense. So, like, on this winning streak, they end up beating the Warriors in Golden yeah, State as well. I know Warriors regular season, we can talk about that. But still, defensively, being very good. Yeah. And I think if they bring that into the playoffs against any team... It'll be interesting. It's what Pop said. I think maybe it was last year, the year before. He he was essentially some something along the lines of like, "There's not enough defense in this league. Defense still wins games." And it's it's the culture that Brad Stevens had last mm. year with the Celtics. They weren't an offensive team, but defensively, mm. that's how they made it to the the conference finals because yes. they could defend. Yes, they don't have anyone that can shoot, but that's fine because if you defend, that's half the game. Exactly. And it, I mean, when you got Aldridge and DeRozan, mid range and two pointers, yeah, maybe they can't shoot the three ball that well. But if you got some steady flow there, if you can keep the team to 103 yeah. points in this day and age in NBA you're probably oh, in the games. playoffs in the playoffs they'll probably be keeping teams like 95 points yeah. you could win like Spurs could put up 95 points it'd be hard be, but they could do it it'll depend on matchups if they, yeah. they're currently 8th I think today yeah. if they come 8th then they're playing the Warriors in first goodbye Spurs forget about it but at the same time they come 7th they come 6th they end up against the Nuggets or they come up against the Blazers for instance who's their centre uh, and that's the other player who we haven't spoken about, who is Jacob Potal. Oh, yeah, Potal, of course, came over in the trade. Defensively good player again. Yeah. At centre, him and Aldridge work very well together. One mm. of the best rim blockers, actually. Rim yeah, protectors. you compare them to DeMarcus um, Cousins and uh, Kevin Durant. It depends on the matchup. Yeah. It depends on the matchup. But watch out for them in postseason. Yeah. 20 seconds straight playoff appearance. It's incredible. It is very exciting. And got to love the Spurs. A team that is coming back to the playoffs that I want to speak about for my game of the week is Brooklyn versus the Kings. This game, Crazy. if you look at the score, it's like, oh, that's a close game. This was one of the biggest comebacks in NBA history. A 28-point comeback over the end of the third and the fourth quarter. I think this is like the third biggest comeback in the shot clock era, mm. which is... Just obscene. And who else would spur this comeback? D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, the all-star, the guy who everyone's like, oh, the Lakers should have not traded him. No. The reason that D'Angelo Russell is so good is because the Lakers traded him. He would not have been this player if he stayed in the Lakers. If you look at the team of the Nets, Mm. do they have another superstar? No. No. Jared Allen, maybe, one day. Not now. Not now. So, I mean, he needed that space. He scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. He had a 44-point game. He scored 16 straight points during a stretch. Should we be surprised? He's an all-star. He is an all-star, but, like, his numbers are actually insane. Like, with two minutes left in the third, they were 72 to, to 100 against the Kings. It's crazy. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he actually he didn't even he didn't win the game. He was... 
He was 6 of 15 from 3, 12 assists, 4 steals, but Rondé Hollis-Jefferson was the one that actually made the tough layup to that. win the game. They I were tied that. at 121 each. He wins the game. He was trying to give the ball to D'Angelo in that last play as well. Yeah. D'Angelo was actually really well defended. I can't remember who was defending him, but he was really well defended. Yeah. And so he had to go himself and ends up getting that layup. Which was pretty impressive. Um, look... Brooklyn are making a run for the playoffs. Everyone knows that. And they lost the f- past four. They looked like they were running out of gas. And then they win this game, like one of the biggest comebacks. It was just, it was incredible. Um, and I think it, it, I want us just to speak a little bit about the Kings. Disappointed they're not going to make the playoffs. It let's, is. Let's, let's assume now they're out. They're, they I think are the top out. out in the West, top eight in the West is, done. is done. It's just where they end up. Exactly right. And look, I'm upset because I think we both thought the Kings could really make a push for it. We thought they were going to do it. Um, but, you know, over the last 10 games since All-Star break, they haven't been looking good. Um, mm. Buddy Heald in this game was zero from eight from three. Marvin Bagley. He's a player. The third. He, he was 12 of 15 for 28 points in this game. He's a player. He is so underrated, obviously injured and whatnot. You know what sparked that the losing streak or the inconsistency? He's been injured. Yeah. I mean, look, the, ga- the game for Brooklyn was also just insane. So let's mm. forget about the Kings. They're not making the playoffs. I'm very upset they should have. De'Aaron Fox is a superstar. But this team is the best Kings team, for, I think, for the, since 2008 in terms of number of wins. Yeah. Like, th- that's good. Which is insane because they used to DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. So, good young team. Look, the whole thing is just ridiculous. You want to hear a really crazy stat from this game? Please do. There was a player that was plus 27 in this game, which is huge. Do you know who that player was? Jared Dudley. It was Jared Dudley, who, I don't know if you know this, still plays in the NBA. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is just obscene. Um... Neither t- team can I can be honest? Well. That's yeah. why plus minuses I don't believe in. <laughs> yeah, because when ridiculous. Jared Dudley it's is just, plus twenty seven, look, it's just I ridiculous. And I think a lot of people speak about Brooklyn because they say this is a gritty team. They don't have any superstars, but their bench is pretty solid. You know, Demar Carroll comes off that bench; he's not so bad. Spencer Dinwiddle also not bad. They Joe Harris, Joe, Joe Harris can shoot a three from pretty much anywhere on the field. One of the best three point shooters. Jared Allen, Allen is Alan good. Crab. <laughs> Alan Crab, don't even get me started on him. Former Kenny Blazer. Atkinson is also a great coach mm. and like the Kings they're really hungry mm. they they have the team that Boston was last year without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward that's what I visualize that yep. they're they're tough they play look their defense isn't as good but they're hungry for wins and they could pull an upset I see them against you know Pacers Pacers yes but even Toronto if Toronto does the normal thing that they do where they just like freeze in the playoffs mm. They could pull an upset. I mean, against the Celtics, it's possible. Yeah. They might end up at eighth, and against the Bucks, I think it's very unlikely. Anyone who ends up in eighth, it's 4-0. I'm being honest. Yeah, I think, well, you never know. With Malcolm Brogdon's injury, it's a different kettle of fish. And if Giannis is playing. If Giannis is playing, that's true. Six. But look, we'll I, get think, to the playoffs I think when we Brooklyn get is a really exciting team. I, I'm really excited to see them in the playoffs. They're one of the teams that I really want to watch. I enjoy watching this team. Mm. I enjoy watching D'Angelo Russell thrive. As a, player, as, a, as a Lakers fan, watching him leave, I was like, that. That's dumb. I get it because we got Lonzo. And I also don't think he would be the player he is today with, without leaving. We had to get rid of the Moscow contract. Yeah. And I think also like this has given him the opportunity to be the player he needs to be. So maybe yeah. for Brandon Ingram, it's not the worst thing in the world if you get traded. For Lonzo, maybe it's not the worst. Maybe you'll be better in other teams. But to be fair, without trading D'Angelo, you don't have Kyle Kuzma. That's true. Don't forget, that's the first round pick. Yeah, they that got. is true. So but when I mean, people say D'Angelo, Kyle I Kuzma. say Kuzma. Yeah. He's, I mean, he does drop 50 points in a game. But look, we won't go there. Just some quick side notes before we go to our main topics. Tim Hardaway is out for the rest of the season. Very sad. Bye, Dallas. It's been a pleasure. He, I had to get rid of him from my fantasy team, but Tim, you had a good year for me. And they still haven't shut down LeBron or 
Anthony Davis, don't understand why. Yeah. We'll never understand. Let's speak about the tank race because we're waffling on for just too long here about things that are just not relevant to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, and more not relevant to the playoffs, let's speak about the, the tank, tank race. race. Who's going to be the 10? Yeah, well, look, before I go into kind of the 10, what I want to make sure that everyone understands, and especially you, Harry, because this is all important for your team. This is very important, and I do understand it. Um, beginning the 2019 draft, the NBA actually changing, changed the lottery odds. Big change. Big changes. So before, just to just to put it one example out there, the number one pick, if you became you were the worst team in the league, you had a twenty five percent chance of getting the number one pick. Who is the worst team at the moment? The Suns? The Knicks. Knicks. Now a fourteen percent chance. So the the worst team, the second worst team, and the third worst team all receive the same chance now of getting the number one pick. Ridiculous. So it doesn't matter if you're the worst because you've got the same chance as the third worst team. Yeah. What this has basically done, they've just tightened in the odds. So now even the sixth pick has a 9% chance. The sixth worst team have a 9% chance. Which is insane because that sixth pick could be Dallas. Could be Dallas. They have Ooh. a 9% chance of getting the first, the first pick in the draft. That could be Cam Reddish, really. Could be. In terms of actually picking, just, mm. just so we know, the first four picks are awarded by drawing the ping pong balls. Yeah. So you just you go around, you pick a ping pong ball, that's number one, that's number two, three, four. Then five to 14 are sorted by the record. So if you're not in the top four, then it's just whatever record you were, yeah. you get sorted that but way. But in saying that, there's been situations in the past where a team that's sixth or seventh ends up... Number one, and then it kind of, everyone gets shafted yeah. down one. Look, I'm just happy to be in the, the lottery full stop. That those ten spaces for the Lakers, that could be that could be a number one pick. It could be. You've I mean, got you've got a three percent chance at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean I'll, it's better than one point one percent. I'll that take you had it. Last and also, year. I hate to say it, I think the Lakers could end up being a lot worse. Like they can Yeah, we're going to go we'll through that. that. We'll we're going to go through that. So uh, what I've done is I'm I'm ignoring the the four, the eleven to fourteen. I'm just focusing on the top ten worst teams in the league. No one cares about eleven to fourteen. Exactly. I'm looking at their record. I'm going to tell you where I think they're going to finish, and then I'm going to tell you what I think they need in this draft. Yeah, okay. That's kind of what I'm going through. I'll be okay. quick. Worst team, the Knicks. No, I want you to take it nice time. and slow. Will do, Harry. The Knicks, <laughs> worst team, 14 and 60 now. No star player. What do they need in this draft? Hey, hey, hey. Dennis Smith Jr., how dare you? No star player. Uh, whatever best player is available. If they get the number one pick, Zion just You know down. what excites me so much is they're not getting the number one pick. I, I can guarantee it that when they pick that ball out, it is going to be the Phoenix Suns or the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's gonna I want it so badly to be either of those teams and not the Knicks and the Knicks not to get any players in the playoffs, in the free agency. Yeah. And then we're like, Dolan, look at me, <laughs> Dolan, look at me. <laughs> Second worst team, Phoenix Suns, 17 and 57 records. There's about a three-game gap there. Can I just ask quickly, do you think if Dolan doesn't get the first pick, he'll... Uh, Sell the Knicks? No, he'll just force everyone out of the lottery draft and ban them from Knicks yes, games? Yeah, I think probably. So. Um, he would. Suns, who are their star... I put star players in inverted commas, but star players, who do they have? That Devin Booker's a star. Devin Booker DeAndre, star. and DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, potentially. So what do they need? A point guard or a forward? Mm. Small, power forward. I mean, whatever. anyone really, if they get the first pick, they take Zion. It's not a question. It's who comes after. It that. comes after. But it, I'm saying, in terms of what I think they need, that's probably mm. what they need. Cavs are third worst, 19 and 54 record. Uh, start or 1955 now. Star player Kevin Love. Yeah, that's about it. What do they need? Anything. They'll take anything. They'll take anything. I mean, Kevin Love is still. He put up like 20 and 19 just the other day. So, look, he's still a star. I also, yeah. Are we, are we talking about whether we think they're going to change places? Or and that's what I'm going to say there. I think the top three is locked in. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Cavs have the fifth hardest remaining schedule in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Play Spurs twice. They play Clippers, Warriors, Bucks, and Celtics. Yeah. They lose all of those games. I don't think the Bulls will catch them. 
Chicago is really the only team that could are close, and I don't think, and I don't think they will. Yeah, not also, on that schedule. The Phoenix are four and six in the past, however many games. They yes. just know they're going to get lo- they're going to top three anyway. You so just want to be top three here. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter if you're the worst now. Mm. So that's kind of good because that means they want to win. Um, Bulls, they're in fourth spot. Twenty one. They're, they're staying in fourth. They're staying in fourth. Their star players again inverted commas Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen. I would say they could be a phenomenal pick if they get that first pick and they get Zion. That is a deadly. Big three. See, the thing is, I don't know where Zion would fit. What they actually need, and maybe it's good they don't get the first-round pick, is point guard. Mm. They have Otto Porter. They have Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, they need you need a point guard. guard. They if they get that, they'll sort it. Fifth spot, the Hawks. And by the way, Bulls stay fourth. Fifth, Hawks. 26-48 and 48 record. And they're staying fifth. I think they stay fifth. And you know what happens if they stay fifth? They get number fi- five and six. Or seven, where they are now. Yeah. We'll say fifth is Hawks twenty six forty eight. Their star players Trey Young, John Collins. Basically, what they need small forward or center. Please give them Zion. I want Atlanta to get that first pick and their big three to be those three. That would be amazing. I would I would pay money for that. That would be amazing. Sixth at the moment is we've got Dallas Mavericks twenty nine. They're tied with Memphis though. So tied with Memphis. So Memphis and them have the same record. This is where it gets interesting. So we talked about if. Mavs don't get a top five pick, then that first round pick goes to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. So that's what you were just saying yeah. there. Um, in terms of Mavs, their star players, Luka Doncic, obviously point guard, and Kristaps Bazinkas, power yeah. forward. What do they need? A shooting guard or small forward? So potentially, if the Mavs stay where they are, Hawks will have the fifth and seventh pick. Yes. Incredible. That's insane. They, they might even win the trade. Yes. No, I think they do. Which win is the ridiculous. Trade. Like, well, it's like we said the other week. You know, there's just. You wouldn't have thought initially with this trade that you'd ever think this is the situation, but Dallas just underperformed and now are not performing badly enough to, to get keep their pick. And Hawks, is... Hawks will make sure they lose so they don't give that pick up. Mm-hmm. And the other team, obviously, is Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies get a top eight pick, it, they keep it. Mm. If they don't, if they're outside the top eight, it actually goes to the Celtics. At the yeah. moment, the way it looks, they're probably going to keep that pick because they're coming sixth, seventh. Um, you know, it's funny that first round pick got traded to the Celtics for Jeff Green. Wow. Quite funny. Star players, obviously Mike yeah, Conley. Yeah, but it's, let's be honest, it's, it's the Celtics. Yeah, I know. They know how to do these things. Mike Conley and Jaron Jackson Jr., what do they need? A shooting guard or small forward. Yeah. Um, eighth at the moment is the Wizards. They're 13, um, by the way, six and seven, I think they stay where they are. Yeah. Um, and 30 and 44, hey. Yeah. Hawks also stay in fifth, but they have the second hardest remaining schedule in the NBA. And I think Mavs will actually go down to sixth from the Grizzlies. They actually play each other twice in the remaining yeah. schedule. And I bet you Mavs will lose both those games. And you know what? That's phenomenal for all the other teams that are tanking as well. Because yes. essentially from... Number well from Minnesota, Six Charlotte, Minnesota, ten. who are eleven and twelfth currently. I think Charlotte, Minnesota, are not going. Look, to be I the hope. Top 10. And then you've got Lakers, New Orleans, Washington, and Grizz, who essentially could all move those spots. I think Mavs end up in six. I think yeah. Grizzlies end up seven, eight. Yeah. And I think it's because literally the Grizzlies play the Mavs twice, and Mavs will lose both yeah. games. So my prediction here: this is the next interesting mm-hmm. one. I actually still think the Lakers get the eighth spot. I know you saw today and oh. you're like, how? Yeah. They actually have the sixth hardest remaining schedule in the NBA. The Wizards have the fifth easiest schedule and the Pelicans have the eighth easiest schedule. Wizards and Pelicans both play the Lakers in remaining games. Yeah. The Lakers need to lose both those games. They do. And LeBron should just have lots of rest. LeBron should be rested for the rest of the season. What are you yes. doing? Please. So my thing is, I think Lakers could get the eighth. 
I think Pelicans end up in nine and Wizards end up in ten. Mm. Uh, in terms of the Wizards, obviously star players, John Wall, Bradley Bill, they need forwards or a centre. They don't yeah. have either one of those. Pelicans, they'll literally have Drew Holiday and... Can I just say with the Wizards, even if they get first pick and get Zion, like their team is still not fixed. No. That would be the worst situation for Zion Williams. Yeah. Pelicans, get the best player you can. Yeah. For the Lakers, they need a shooting guard. You do not have a shooting guard or a centre. Get one of those two. If you're picking in 8, 9, 10 spot, yeah. get one Look, of those two. I think Lakers will probably stuff up their draft pick because that's what we generally do. But Shooting guard or centre is your yeah. weakness. Look, I think if for me as a Lakers fan, if we end up with 8th, that's a successful season. Especially when you look every time LeBron plays, he's getting a triple-double. Yep. There's no one on that team. No. Like They're all injured. Yes. So like Kuzma's fine, but like let's start losing. It's our time. Yeah. So shooting yeah. guard or center, which means you don't have to look for one in your offseason. Yeah. But that's my prediction. And that's fair. I think that's about right. I think it all depends on the games against the other lottery teams. Look, players will be rested. You see what the Warriors are doing. They rested Boogie against Detroit. They rested Steph against Dallas. Yes. People are resting players, and I get that if you're locked into the playoffs. But these teams have to know how to lose games. Yep. Don't say it overtly, obviously, but lose games. Lose games. So, as I said, Knicks 1, Suns 2, Cavs 3, Bulls 4, Hawks 5, Mavs 6, Grizzlies 7, Lakers 8, Pels 9, Wizards 10. Okay. Well, let's see. We'll see. You know, next time we do this podcast, it's going to be nearly the end of the season. We'll, we'll be like I'm a right. week off the end of the season. We'll so, right. it should be good. Um, now, let's speak a bit about the sixth man of the year and the coach of the year. So... We're ending, we're getting near the end of the season. This week, I wanted to just go through these two, and then next week, we can go through most improved defensive player, uh, MVP, and of course, playoff matchups. Yep. But for now, let's just go through six man and, and coach of the year. Yep. So, six man, you're essentially in a race between, look, there's a lot of good candidates. Dennis Schroeder's had a great season. Yep. Spencer Dinwiddle, not as good as last year, but still a great six man. The, the four big candidates for me are, well, anyone on the Clippers bench, but Sweet Lou, obviously, and Montrez Harrell, who have the Energizer Bunny, who's just killing everything. Derek Rose and DeMonte Sabonis. Okay. Now, I want to speak about all the players. I, I don't think it's much of a competition. I think Lou Williams has this in the bag. If he doesn't have it, there's something wrong with the system. I think it's Lou or Montrez. It's got to be someone from the Clippers. Montrez yeah. has had a great season. Lou Williams is insane. He's averaging 20 points per game, and every other stat is the same as last year. Look at how the team is going. Danilo yes. Gallinari is great. He's like, the best player, by the way. Lou Williams? No, Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, he is. He's their star lose, player. Lou's their second best player, yes. and they're still winning games. Yes. Um, if you look at last year, he had DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin for some of it, right? And he was still averaging this amount. He now doesn't have as much of that team around him, and he's still taking over the game. Like, he put up 50 points... You know, when they beat the Warriors, he is a plus four on the court, which is also better than some of the other players that are considered in that position. He had a buzzer beater versus the Nets. He ticks all the boxes. Yep. Yeah, he's a high-volume shooter. Was he with the Lakers at one point? He was. Tread him for a year and a half. That's fine. We don't appreciate good players at our team. We just appreciate filth. That's okay. So, look, Sweet Lou, I think, has it in the bag. Yep. But if, if it was to say that someone was like, no, no, we don't want him to get in two years in a row, who are the other three candidates? Montrez. I don't know. I don't know about Montrez. Okay, so Montrez, he also has a case for most improved because yes. he has been stellar this year. And I think next week when we speak about Montre- like most improved, we'd be, we'd be remiss to not speak about Montrez Harrell, who's had a phenomenal season. He's, he's, he's improved. On a dirt, in, he's on a dirt cheap contract. And he's improved in pretty much every category. 16 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, good on defense, 
plays offense well, can match up with most good centers. Mm. He's huge off the bench. You know, he's had like a 30 and 15 game. He's just great. But then you look at Derek Rose and Sabonis. I don't think Derek Rose is actually a candidate. Obviously, like he's got the maybe most improved vibe about him. Too injured. Yeah, he is too injured. And that's the thing as well. Like he's had that emotional 50-point game. He's his best shooting percentage from 3, 18 points per game for assists per game. But they're not making the playoffs. He's been injured heaps this season and people love it because people remember the 2012 Derek Rose and they're like mm. he's coming back. It's such a nice story. It is a nice story, but he is not of the caliber of Montrez Harrell or Lou Williams. No. Also bonus for that matter. No. I think the impact that he has on the game is not as much. He has a no. good plus minus, but really it's not as good as Sabonis. If he wasn't as injured, we'd be talking about him a lot more. Yeah, exactly. And look... And I still think defensively he's awful. Yeah, he's not great. Sabonis, I think, is a real underrated player. He is... the. Can we just think about for a second that the Pacers are still making the playoffs and they've been winning games without Oladipo. Oladipo yeah. Like, seriously, over the last 10 games, the Pacers are still 4-6. and six. You expect them to be like 1-9, and nine, <laughs> like without Oladipo. I mean, they got Wesley Matthews. It's the same thing. I mean, he did hit a buzzer beater against, I think it was OKC, but yes. we don't really have to go there. Sabonis so has the best plus minus. He has plus 6. He's got his best shooting year, 14 points per game, 9 rebounds per game. He's got great court vision. Look, he's not as good as Mal Turner defensively, but he's, he's still... Yeah. He isn't terrible. He's, he's good. I think... The impact that he has on the team is similar to the impact that Montrez has on the Clippers. Yep. So I think him and Montrez are actually quite similar in terms of where they should be. I think you could make the case for either of them mm. to say that they could be six man of the year mm. if it was a race without Lou Williams. But I think this category is boring because it's sweet Lou. It's just sweet Probably. Lou. What is interesting though... I'm okay. And I'm okay with that to be honest. ...is coach of the year. And this, I don't know who wins. <laughs> who do you think? Mike Malone. Why? Because I thought Denver would be struggling still to make the top eight. I mean, in the West. Yeah. Also, that you look at their home record, they're thirty and six. They're still they're plus four six points per game against any team. They defend well. They play uh, well. It's either him or Budenholzer for me. Look, he's the, the people that I had. I think Dave um, Jaeger, whatever his name is, can't pronounce his last name. And <laughs> Dave, I just Dave. Yeah, I think it's uh, George. Joy. Anyway, yeah. coach of the Kings. Uh, coach of the Kings. <laughs> look at the Kings' record. They've done a lot better than they should have. He's a big part of that. So is De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill actually not, being able to play. Kenny Atkinson as well. Brooklyn has done an amazing job this year. D'Angelo Russell's an all-star. Look at what's happened with that team. They're not a superstar team. Also should get a notable mention. But it's between four, play, uh, four coaches. Nate McMillan, only because Oladipo was injured. And like that team's still winning games. Yep. And, like, I can kind of say that. Look, his team is actually not bad. That is Young's okay. I can't believe you don't have Terry Stotts on that list. No, because his team's loaded. Siakam's having the, the year of his life. Yeah, Terry Stotts is... Um, oh, Terry places. Stotts. Uh, I thought, what's a, what's Nick a, Nurse. Nick Nurse. I always get that confused. Terry Stotts isn't on this list. <laughs> Why is he on this list? If, if, he, if, if, if he coaches win... them past the first round, fine, I'll consider Thank him. Thank you. That's all I wanted. But then again, Dwayne Casey uh, got fired after the playoffs, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, now... Nate McMillan, I think, has done a great job. Doc Rivers, for me, that's a very good option when you look at the team. Yes. He's managed to make these combinations work. Obviously, their bench is amazing. But, like, this team, they're not great at all. 
Like, they're plus a 1.2. They're not great on defense. They're fine on offense. They're, they're 9-1 in their last 10. It's crazy. They are 9-1 in their last 10. I think that's what's ridiculous. I think Doc Rivers is also just Doc Rivers. He just got extension with the Clippers. He's phenomenal. Yes. And his style works with a team where there's no big superstars. Like, the big four in Boston was great, but, like, they were all superstars in their own right, mm. but they still had a loaded team. Yeah. And Doc Rivers has really proved that he's a coach. For me, the, the option is not... Is not Mike Malone. It's Mike Budenhauser. Mm. You look at the difference between Jason Kidd's team. Oh, Obviously, God, Giannis is having team of the year of his life. But Giannis is only probably going to be MVP because of the system that has been put in place by it's Mike four, Budenhauser. It's four and one. It's the four. It's the one or one and four is the way you want to call it. It's yeah. Surround Giannis with shooters and let him go nuts. They have the best plus minus in the league. They're plus mm. 9.4. They're one of the best offensive teams, if not the best offensive team in the league. Like, they're killer at home. They're 36 and, and 6. They're probably the only team that's going to have plus 60 wins in this season. He changed the entire way. Like, Chris Middleton is not an all-star. He should never be an all-star. But the, the way that the Bucks have made him play and the way that Budenhoser has made him play... He becomes an all-star. Yeah, wasn't Budenhoser the coach of Atlanta when he, he won coach of the 60, year? 60 wins. Season What he does with teams And the way he changes The team he's Like a great coach. He's a phenomenal coach I think it would be remiss I think it is between Denver and the Bucks But I think Budenhoser has it I, The only reason if, if Denver come first In the West I mean like This was a team That didn't make playoffs Last year Yeah but what are the chances oh, I mean they're only One game behind Golden State And Golden State Are literally just like I'm chilled yes. If they get home court Advantage for the whole season Like the whole playoffs yes. That's a game changer yeah. I mean they're 30 and 6 No one likes playing In the mile high no. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I think for me, I think Bowden six Carter man of the is year. probably going to win it. I'm going to be honest, I think he'll win six it. Six man of the year and coach Malone. of the year, I think is quite straightforward. Yes. I think it gets a bit more confusing when you think of most improved because there's a lot of candidates. Although Siakam, I, although Siakam is, my, is my choice. And we'll speak about defensive player of the year and also MVP, the race between Harden and, and Giannis. Yeah, defensive player of the year, Mo Harkless. Definitely not. We I don't even know if we'll speak about MVP. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, yeah, but we'll definitely speak about defensive MVP. player, most improved, and speak about playoff matchups. Just quick side note before we do our last segment. I just want our fans to know, all those hundreds and thousands of listeners, that we are actually in our final week of fantasy, and me and you are in the playoffs. So I yes. feel like there's going to be some type of wager against you know whoever wins, whoever loses. And I say this very cautiously, because I know you're going to win, because your team is far superior than mine. Like, your worst player is Julius Randle, who's still getting like 35 fantasy points a day yep. uh, a game. So we'll have to think about this and maybe... I'll we'll reassess, reassess about it. But it's very exciting. We'll definitely give you an update in the next, next episode. Look, I was 19-1 and one in the regular season. That doesn't get rewarded with a playoff win. Please. I was 15-5, and five, managed to make it to the grand final. You so, did. You, did yeah. you know, the up-and-coming starter. Now, Will, I love this segment. Where the hell do they play? Do we have a catchy name for it? We need a name for this where segment. Where the hell do they play? Where I the said, hell do I, they I play? I wrote, who do they play for in my notes. What so about, that sounds where the bloody hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, straight out. There you go. Yeah, um, where the bloody hell are you? Okay. Hit, so Harry, last time I'm just going to let you know, I did. you did give me some hints for some of them. And, and if you ask for a hint, I'm not going to take that away from you. Okay. I was four and five and one of them I got super lucky guessing. But I was Also, in fairness, you got a lot of hints. Yeah, no, no. You got a lot of hints. Okay. We're going to start off easy. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. Okay, that is a very easy one. I think he was the first round pick of the New York Knicks this year. He's a rookie. Second round pick? Second round pick. But he gets the cookie. Knicks. Mitchell Robinson. Correct. Yeah. All right, let's get a bit harder. That was easy. Harry Giles. Harry Giles. I'm going to need more information than that. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of Harry Giles in my life. Harry Giles. He's a center. Yeah. Comes off the bench. Western Conference. Seven points, 3.8 rebounds a game. 
He's in the Western Conference. Western Conference, non-playoff team. Non-playoff team. Okay, that narrows it down. I've got to think of what teams are actually in there. Harry Giles. I'm going to have to go for Grizzlies. No cigar, Kings. Kings? Yeah, he comes He must be the Kings. third. He's the backup center. Him and Bagley oh, yeah, come off. Have... Okay. Harry Giles. Harry Giles, there you go. And I look at Kings box scores, so just goes to show. You're not finding I'm, Harry Giles. I'm not going to be... Did you know who Harry Giles yeah. was? Yeah. Oh, get right. Um, all right, next one. Mm. Wayne Selden. Wayne Selden. <laughs> Wayne Selden. I actually have seen his name before. I'm going to give you an, a great hint. Yeah. He got traded by the Grizzlies. He got traded by the Grizzlies. He was a Grizzlies player this year. He got traded by oh, the Grizzlies. So then he has to play for Toronto. No. Wait, I need more information. Yeah, I need more information. Eastern Conference yeah. got traded by the Grizzlies. Yeah. Averaging seven points a game. He's a point guard forward player. I just can't remember who else they traded with. Um, and he plays in the Eastern Conference. Non-playoff team. Wizards? Bulls. Bulls. Wayne Selden. Who did they trade? Great question. I don't yeah. know. You ever heard of Wayne Selden? No. There you go. Okay. No, I did hear of Wayne Selden. I, I look at the when I When I asked you, I knew most of the players. I knew Wayne I knew Harry Giles. Oh. I knew Wayne Selden. Yeah, okay. Okay, next one. I'm muffing this up. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Yeah. Okay. Starting plays. He starts. Yeah. He's starting team. Playoffs. Eastern Conference. He's averaging 4.4 points a game and 2.6 rebounds. But he starts... He's got to play for the, the Pistons. He's a Pistons. He's got to play for the Pistons. That's it. Correct. I reckon I know the starting five of all the other teams. It's a lot easier when they're a starter. I reckon that's why Derek White was someone easy for you to get. Yes. Because he's a starter. starter. There's, how many players do you not know that are starters exactly. in the Western Conference? Bruce Brown, starter for the Pistons. Okay, two, two or four, not bad. Last one. And yeah. this is the one I thought was going to be the hardest. Maybe you'll get this. Anthony Simmons. Anthony Simmons. Anthony Simmons. Okay, more info. Um... Okay, here we go. He's a point guard, mm. averaging 1.6 points, oh, 0.5 rebounds, 0.3 assists. I do know him. Yeah. 24th pick in the 2018 draft. Okay. Um, plays Western Conference, and he's in a playoff team. I just want to say Portland. You're correct. You know why I said Portland? Because <laughs> I knew it would be something weird. This is why I can't... Because, like, the weird players on the Lakers, everyone knows every player on the Lakers. Like, if I'm, like, you know, Svi Mikhailuk was probably the only the one. Lakers. And now he's Pistons. Yeah, yeah. But now he's Pistons. So it's like, you know, it's it's harder. But with Portland, I don't know. Who cares? If it's not CJ or... Dame. Nurkic no one cares. Or Dame. Oh, Dame had some good Dame time the other week, oh, he though. Was great. He was great. Oh, I he's love Dame. He should be first NBA All-Star team, but he won't be. No. He'll be, He'll be second. second. But that's fine. We'll take it. Yeah. Guys, thanks for joining us. We'll be back with our second last regular season edition of Calling Back before the playoffs start with our next episode. So make sure to follow us on all the socials if you're still here. Thanks for listening till the very end and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Did you call back?